Welcome to The Schooled Podcast, a podcast about Christian schooling. We believe that Christian schools are a countercultural, revolutionary movement and a significant part of what God is doing in the world today. Join us as we explore the Christian schooling movement, its origins, its purpose, and its future. Welcome back to The Schooled Podcast. Welcome, Josh, to The Schooled Podcast. And I think we'll call this our coronavirus special, probably the first of a few. Yeah, it, it definitely is. We um, we actually did record one a couple of weeks ago, which uh, due to the speed of current times is already well out of date. Yeah, so everything's, everything is changing so quickly. Uh, we, we recorded our episode, must have been two weeks ago, and within a few days, because how much things are changing with school shutdowns or mm. uh, you know lockdowns in society and things happening around the world we realized a few days after we'd recorded the episode when we were ready to release it it was already out of date yeah. we, we were referencing things that um, didn't matter anymore or weren't applicable yeah laws had changed it, yeah. countries were being shut down so uh, it was good yeah so and, delete uh, delete we so deleted anyway. that one well here we are and things have been pretty different, haven't they? They have been. So we're sitting here at the moment in an office, uh, socially distancing, obviously. We, we we're, are. We're opposite ends of a board table. Two and a half metres apart. Yep. So normally there's nearly 1,500 people on site. Mm. And I would say there's 15 <laughs> on site today. So with students learning remotely, teachers delivering lessons from home. Uh, Which is incredible. Yeah. Who, who would have thought yeah. two weeks ago uh, that we would be able to move you know, 1,300 and something students, hundreds of staff, yeah. thousands of documents, scopes, processes, everything online. It's incredible. Our teachers and our mm. team in the school did it Yeah, in a week. Everyone's had to reinvent their entire role really, hey? Yes. Yeah. Which I think is huge and, um, and incredibly commendable. And so I think, you know, teachers around the world have had to adapt what they're doing. We've seen that firsthand here. Which has been super cool. Yeah. So, to to people listening to this, congratulations. Yeah. Whatever school you are in, across the board, mm. uh, this has been a huge couple of weeks. And yeah. so, um, well done, congratulations. And we know that it's got challenges and mm. it's tough. And some people at the moment are doing it tougher than others. Yeah. And some schools are doing it tougher than others. But uh, across the board, congratulations. Mm. Um, well done to everyone. Yeah, regardless of your role, whether you're a classroom teacher or work in another role in the school, because I know everyone's had to change what they do. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're really, uh, really amazed by by people's creativity and uh, just ability to, to bounce back through this. Yeah, yeah, and stay positive. So mm. it's, it's fantastic. So, all right, so our school podcast, talking about Christian education and yeah. uh, education is looking very different very now different. than it was a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, and and it's it's interesting because we're in this really strange phase, right? And uh, yesterday I was doing, I did uh, four sessions in a row on Zoom uh, with some Year 11 students and then some Year 12 students. And I was talking to some Year 12 students and just checking in and talking about well-being and a few things and asking them how they're going. And they said, every teacher has asked us this. Yeah. And everyone's asking and we're okay. And I was like, and some of them aren't okay, to be honest. Some of them were fine. Um, and some of them not so fine. Strangely, some kids who can't seem to focus at school are just doing so well at home and vice versa. But I suddenly realized some of our kids are great, but maybe some of our teachers aren't so good because this has been hugely stressful. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's a lot of demands. Mm. And I think uh, when I think about staff, it's even if staff are doing okay now, a yeah. weekend, l- looking now with announcements that have been oh. made, if this, this has to be a semi-permanent kind of mm. arrangement, at least for a little while, yes. then, then the well-being of our staff in our schools is going to be really crucial because for our students to do well, mm. our teachers and our staff need to be doing well. And what we do as leaders for our staff has to change yep. because of changed circumstances. Mm. Yeah. And I mean, I'm feeling it after teaching all day yesterday and marking, doing everything on a MacBook, I felt exhausted. And then even just all the different changes and leading teams and, you know, people. Got watery eyes. Watery, watery eyes. Watery squinting eyes. at the screen all day. It's horrible, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. And you just feel like you use different levels of energy, I feel. You know, you can be with a class of kids and you know what to expect, but there's a di- it takes something different out of you when you're, you know, teaching via Zoom. Yeah, and it's the adaptive nature of it. Mm. So I think all of us probably more than we realize, our, our bodies and our minds are in high alert mm. because we're constantly adapting and thinking uh, a lot more than we would normally have to be because we're outside of our normal circumstances. 100%. So I was um, looking on Instagram you know, as, as one does. And I saw a friend put up a, a question and he said, how do you think you'll emerge from isolation? Um, yeah, which is currently scheduled for at least three months. And I just put up a, a little poll there and 39% of his friends said a better person and 61% said a worse person. And that's what they're expecting after, you know, months of isolation that Two thirds of the population are going to be worse people. <laughs> That's right. So I think this is this is like this bizarre moment that we have, and we can look at it as a frustration, look at it as as temporary. But I think today we want to look at it as an opportunity. Yeah, don't we? As an, an opportunity to to take this disruption, this you know whatever you want to call it, and say, well, actually, can we actually use this moment as a good thing in us growing? as followers of Jesus growing personally, could this actually be maybe something that we kind of need or that we could use, you know, channel well to be something that we bring good fruit out of? Yeah, absolutely. And we know that if we can change our orientation, how we look at things, we know that in every challenge, mm-hmm. there are opportunities. Totally. So let's talk about that today. What, yep. what's, what are the opportunities in this for us as followers of Jesus and the outworking of that as Christian educators? Yeah. So we want to look at a thing called a rule of life. Yeah. Now, a rule of life is, uh, I guess it's a set of practices or things that we can use to, I guess, get closer to Jesus, but things that we kind of structure around our life to be able to, to take on this moment well. And Pete Scazzaro says this, a rule of life is an intentional conscious plan to keep God at the center of everything we do. The starting point and foundation of any rule is a desire to be with God and to love him. Yeah, I love that. And throughout Christian history and Christian tradition, mm. you see this happen over and over again. People put in really great practices mm. and um, routines into place with the heart to grow closer to God. Yeah. It's that mix of form and fire, isn't it? Yeah. It's like the form that actually helps to, to, to stoke or to build the fire. Yeah. Uh, and it's kind of vice versa. Yeah, it's the, it's the structures and the disciplines that actually allow it to happen. Mm. It's good. 
So we, uh, we found this excellent resource from Bridgetown Church in Portland. Uh, John Mark Comer's church is a good friend of our schools. And uh, we want to adapt and bring about some of these points they have. They have 10 points in this rule of life. And I guess we're just going to talk about them and see how they kind of fit into our life and our school and culture. But we encourage you to take this and to see how you could adapt it to your life. It needs to fit with your personality and your lifestyle and all that. But see how it could actually... Uh, be used in in your growing as an apprentice of Jesus. Yeah, because we want to be part of the 31% who come out of this disruption <laughs> as better people. That's exactly Closer right. to Jesus and uh, better ambassadors mm. for the kingdom totally. in our roles in, in our schools. Totally. So opportunities from the disruption... Uh, what's our first one? First one is to start the day in quiet prayer and scripture. And it's such a temptation, isn't it? Just to like, as soon as you wake up, you know, whether it's your alarm or whatever, or notifications on your phone or the TV, or there's so many things and they're important things in our day, checking emails or, or whatever. And we've kind of talked about this before. But starting that day, I think taking those moments of quiet and uh, whether you are working from home currently or you're still going to school, to be intentional about starting the day like that. Of course, Christians forever have talked about that, you know, the, the morning quiet time or whatever, but actually just starting the day in quiet, digital free. I think there's something incredible about that. Yeah, and that's easier said than done oh, yeah. in, our, in our modern world. So I don't know, uh, I think for a lot of us, you wake up in the morning and what's the first thing you do? Hmm. Have a look at the phone. Yeah. Check if there's been any, any emails overnight, yep. any updates um, on social media. Mm. And that's probably not the healthiest way to start your no. day. No, I've heard people actually talking about starting the day and not looking at their device for at least the first hour of the day. Yeah. And it depends on, you know, your life. And I, this all this has to be tailored to us individually. But I love that idea of actually going, no, I'm intentionally not looking at that just yet. And I'm going to focus my time yeah, on praying and reading the Bible and maybe just sitting with my family or sitting alone or you know doing something that is slow because everything else is so fast-paced. Yeah. And with isolation happening, a lot of us are not doing the commute. Yes. As, mu- as much. I know this morning, I, I mean, I came into school today, but there's not traffic on the road. No. So my normal- it's a faster four- commute. Yeah. 40 minutes, 45 minutes in the car was more like 25 wow. minutes this morning. And so that there's opportunity in this disruption. There's a little bit more mm. space in our days, perhaps, to be able to be intentional about starting the day with that prayer yeah. and with scripture. But I think the temptation though is because we're isolated- we can wake up, and I know for some people, they can wake up and instantly feel isolated and lonely. And our temptation is, well, I want to jump on social media. And I want to connect. To, yeah, I want to connect with people. And while that is important, and we'll get to that soon, to start our day with the most important thing and to carve out time in the day, like to go, no, no, it's actually God who's the one who, he's the cure for isolation. And he's the one who will, you know, teach us in that quiet. He's there with us. So, uh, I think like that's the, the ultimate way to start the day, isn't it? Yeah, and I wonder how many of us have, you know, we have good intentions about having a morning quiet time mm. and uh, life is so busy and the, and the routine is so intense that actually for some of us that busyness and intensity of the mornings mm. 
is not there now. Mm. So we've got this opportunity now to prioritize yeah. it in a way that we haven't before. So that's good. That's something I'm I'm taking on board yep. and uh, and really going to be intentional with. I heard a thing uh, where Simon Sinek was speaking. Mm. He was being interviewed and he was talking about not even having digital devices yeah. in, in your bedroom yes. as a temptation. And, uh, you know, people say, oh, well, I need it. It's my alarm clock. Mm. And he said, well, there's a cure to that. $12, buy an alarm That's clock, right, yeah. leave, leave your phone out in the kitchen and uh, resist the temptation mm. to get into that hyper intense digital world mm. in the morning and have a rhythm yeah. where the first connection you make in the morning is with God. Totally. Yeah. So rule of life, number yeah. one, start the day in quiet prayer and in scripture. So, so number two is to create a gratitude ritual. And, uh, and really that's just taking time out in your day to to write down or to share things that you are thankful for things that you're grateful for and that could be you know in your journal writing that down or or with your family around the dinner table or with some friends sharing things that you are grateful for and uh, it could be people or situations uh in australia I mean, we're just thankful for our good health system and that right at the moment is such a blessing yeah and so that's that's such an important thing i think especially in in sort of dire times we can be so focused on the negatives or the problems and and of course we need to be careful with that but our whole mindset then can actually be focused on how terrible life is instead of the the good things that god's given us yeah and to be able to train ourselves to focus on what we do have rather than on what we don't have mm. and on what the blessings are, not what the deficits are, I think is a really positive thing for, I mean, even at a purely mental well-being yes. um, level, it's a really positive thing to do. Mm. Last night, I did this with my own family. Yeah. So we were, we were around the dinner table and uh, there was banter and, you know, four kids and, um, they've had an intense day. They've already got cabin fever after yeah, one bet. one week of remote <laughs> learning, and uh, there was just a bit of just negativity and just picking at one another, just because you know that's um, we're around each other mm. a lot more. Oh yeah, and and we just paused and said, okay, let's go around mm. and talk about let's everyone let's talk about one thing we're grateful for. Yeah, that's great. And uh, and it actually ended in a really positive conversation mm. and uh, setting a really good tone. Uh, for our family mm. and i think that's a really important thing to do especially at times like this yeah yeah to, to shift our our mindset and to go okay there is definitely some bad things at the moment and we can spend you can spend hours talking about that but actually to stop and go but we have so many good things and whether it's just thankful for each other or for the literal things that are in front of us i always find whenever i start to spend more time in gratitude it flows like sometimes it, you know you can be easy to write a list of prayer points about things that are bad that you need and then sometimes you go okay god what am i thankful for and i found sometimes it's like it seems like it's a harder thing to get moving at times and you go well, i'm thankful you know uh you know it can sort of start slow but then as you get that going you go oh there's so much to be thankful for yeah and it totally shifts your mindset yeah so i think an attitude of thankfulness mm. and it's more than that, though, when we're talking about a rule for life mm. in this way. It's, a, it's an attitude of thankfulness, but a, 
a rhythm and a routine yeah, in our cool. life to prioritize being thankful and be intentional about it, I think it's key mm. to being a better person mm. outside the other side of this disruption. Absolutely. Yeah. It's good. All right. Number three, rule of life and opportunity within this disruption is to exercise or go for a walk. Mm. Uh, now, this is I did I tried this this morning. This this morning. So again, as I said, I don't have the commute, yeah. And so I've got a little bit more time because normally I leave early because I've I've got to miss a whole lot of traffic. Mm. So I need to get there before the traffic. Now I can get into school at a normal time. That's nice. Um, because of where I live. But this morning I went for a run. So I did five k's this morning, which yeah. is well done. it was. So I had it on the Strava. I think my comment on Strava that this was my worst five k's, but first five k's. <laughs> In quite some time, yeah. uh, but but you know it's it's so linked to well being mm. and um, and longevity yeah. that I think having having an exercise routine is yeah it's it's an obvious one, but it's an easy one to let slip. Mm. And so there's there's great resources around and and um, people are talking about this, but and sometimes it's easier said than done. Totally. But again, we're talking about putting disciplines in place. Mm to come out a better person on the other side of this. Yeah. Uh, and this is really, really critical, I think. It is. I, I think one of these things, and I've heard different people talk about this, we often experience God through our body and it kind of grounds us with God. Yeah. There's something about like actually listening to your body, and, you know, when your body is crying out at you going, you know, like I'm sick of being stuck in front of a screen all day or you're just sitting still. Um, that is sitting is the new smoking or whatever, you know, but actually going, I'm going to engage with my body and stay grounded in that sense, uh, which is so important. And um, our PE staff here have done amazing work in creating a whole uh, system for our for our students to, uh, you know, they've got to collect, try and get 500 points each day. Of movement, of, like of a movement daily movement goal. And set them so many different cool things to do. Uh, they've been raving about different things. There's uh, the Nike Training Club app. And actually yesterday after sitting for a double on Zoom, I did, there's a seven minute desk detox and you just do some stretches, but it felt so good just to do something that was um, actually good. Uh, yeah, you're going for a run. This morning I was doing one of the uh, Joe Wicks body coach, you know, workouts with my son. And, and so, and they're great, but there's so many good things to do that will help us come out a better person. In fact, for some people, I reckon there's some people who are exercising now who probably didn't before, but all of a sudden we go, we realize how much we need it mm. and how much we need to be moving and doing those things. Yeah, it's good. I would be one of those people. <laughs> So it's good. Confession okay. time. Yes, confession time. Um, so it's good. We, so absolutely a, uh, a rule of life during mm. this time, do some exercise every day. Please. <laughs> so number four, number four rule of life is to develop one focal practice. So finding an activity where you're able to give you complete focus and attention to without, uh, without distraction and without concerning yourself with all of the other problems in the world. So finding that that one thing and, and um, some suggestions here could be gardening or woodworking, cooking, reading. I was talking to year 12 kids yesterday and some of them have been doing a lot of baking, which they also said was procrastination from doing schoolwork. But obviously it's something that they needed. They need that time to do it. I think it's really good. I yeah. think um, I was talking to our year nine coordinator this yeah. morning and he has been putting up online once a week a recipe of the week and challenging awesome. year nine students 
to cook dinner for their family one night a week while everyone's home yeah. and do something like that. Now, that's a great challenge to do as in great for your family, mm. great um, skills to develop. But there is, I think the point of this is saying it's, we need to find things that we can immerse ourselves in yeah. that brings just some normality when, mm. when the world's crazy and it really is crazy at the moment. Oh, um, yeah. If you stay connected to, if you're watching the news all the time and have the radio yeah. going in the background and the Instagram feed coming through, uh, it's intense. Yeah. And so, yeah, to, I think to just have some normality, some focal practices where we can be absorbed mm. into something, whether it's in the garden or whether yeah. it's in the kitchen or uh, a, a little project that you have going on, music. Music. The music. Um, we both both play guitar. Like yeah, play, yeah. So sit down with a guitar, write write some music, yeah. uh, be absorbed into something not coronavirus mm. catastrophe related, and allow your mind and heart to yep. to rest in that place uh, is a really positive thing to mm. do. Yeah, I've found that. Like even sometimes when you come home from school and just cooking, but just stopping, and you've you've been focused on a million things through the day and. You know, I mean, if you're cutting vegetables, you can only focus on that. You know, you can't be focusing on too many things. Mm, or you'll chop your finger. Exactly right. So there's something about that you go, oh, this is good. I mean, we've even the other day sat in the, the stairwell of our building and, and just played guitar. And there's this incredible, um, you know, reverb, natural reverb there. And so we thought, oh, my wife and I were like, let's just record that. And it was fun. But we just totally focused on that. And for like that sort of short space of time, you don't think of any of the other problems. Mm. So it's, there's something beautiful in that, isn't there? Yeah. So focal practices, mm. re- really, really important thing to do. So start the day in prayer, create a gratitude ritual, yeah. exercise and go for a walk and find out that this will be different for everyone, but yeah. find a focal practice that you can do through your week mm. that um, you can be absorbed in that is not catastrophe related. Yes, that's good. Okay. Number five is relational touch points. So this is about establishing a relational touch point with close friends, family members uh, within the community. Uh, time to, it's, this is a time where we can feel isolated, we're mm. physically isolated, uh, but be intentional about drawing closer together in our relationships uh, and technology, Zoom, um, Microsoft Teams, yeah. like, there's all sorts of platforms that actually make this possible for us to grow closer together mm. rather than more distant. And... I think we're by our very nature created in the image of God, mm. um, relational by nature. Yeah. Uh, we need to be uh, more than ever uh, have connection and mm. relational touch points. It's easy depending on your personality. Yeah. I'm I'm more of a at my heart more of an introverted kind of person, so it's actually easy for me to just kind of shrink back into mm. into an isolated world. But in the in a longer term kind of way of looking at that that's not a healthy thing to do and so there's there's other people where it'd be impossible for you to do because extroverted personalities Mm. but whatever your personality is relationships important and so something to be intentional about yeah this is definitely one of the the positive uses of technology yeah now there's a whole lot of negatives but this is definitely a positive um i mean i know that for me i haven't felt particularly isolated just yet because we've still had school, we've been surrounded by people and yeah. doing things. Yeah. And so I guess for me, it's more like, and, and I am more extroverted. I love to be with people, um, but it's almost it's being more aware of other people too, who kind of, who might need someone to check in on them. Yeah. Where my day has been huge and been constantly in contact with people. Sometimes you go, oh, actually, 
checking in on some others and um, even family. It, it is hard because sometimes by the end of the day, if you've already been on video calls all day, you're kind of spent. Yeah, so yeah I've, I've used up on my words yeah. for the day because I've been speaking on a video conference all day. But, <laughs> That's right. Yeah, but it's super important. So mm. I was driving home. This is, again, just an example from my own life. I was driving home the other day and I just worked through, rang a couple of people mm. just, just on the hands-free, on the Bluetooth, yeah, yeah. just... Um, and checked in with people I haven't spoken with in months. Mm. Just, just a, how are you doing? So there's one, one guy I know, he's a pilot yeah. and he's, he's lost his job. Yeah, it's hard. But you know what? It's really important for us at this time to, you know, we, we don't talk to each other all the time, but I'm going to make an effort to really connect with him mm. and um, his family in these, in these coming months. Um, and another, another friend of mine who, who's a builder, mm. I know his business is going to be impacted. Yeah. Again, we, do, we only talk every few months, but I'm really trying to be intentional now, mm. actually create some more connections, even if it's just a regular call yeah. each week uh, and a routine to say, you know, we're going we're gonna to remain connected yeah. and um, build relationship, be closer because of this experience, not further apart. Yeah, that's so important. Yeah, and I think if we are to grow out of this, mm. to become better people, closer to Jesus, then imagine coming out of this with closer relationships. Yeah. You know, we're isolated. We've actually developed deeper relationships with people. Yeah, it's so good. So the sixth uh, point here in the rule of life is to limit your intake of news. Now, we know that our, our news just... Like runs at this rapid rate now and it's constantly it's constantly new news that you could be checking in on and uh, there'll be an update from you know uh, political leaders or you know even you know locally or whatever there's always something something new to be checking you could be checking stats and data on you know rise of COVID around the world or yeah you know, there's so many different things yeah um, and so but we know that if we are constantly connected to that that that's not a healthy thing to always be connected to. No, Brit- and and I I don't know the I don't really know the science around it, but there is something addictive about mm. um, staying connected when there's something like this going on and and needing to check in and stay yeah. stay connected. Uh, and like any kind of addictive behaviour, uh, it's destructive mm. if it's if it's sustained. So yeah, I I completely understand this one yeah we need to be intentional about limiting totally. limiting our intake of the news because the news like just catastrophizes everything yep and so we're constantly like it's like that addiction to the next sort of big thing you know what's the next big thing that's gonna happen and it's always bad always next yeah. big stat that's gonna come out or the number of deaths or, or something horrific and there's something in us that goes we hate this but at the same time i need to know yeah and why do we need to know yeah uh and and it's not going to change our day for the better in fact it generally breeds more fear yeah. and anxiety. Yeah. So so it's walking that line of it's important in times like mm. this to remain informed yes. and up to date. But informed and up to date can can be on a daily basis. Mm. It doesn't need to be an every 15 minutes or yeah. every hour kind that, of basis. That's right. So there's a suggestion here of limiting our intake to two times a day. And, yeah. and that can be tricky because sometimes the first thing you do, you pick up your phone and you can just jump straight on news or you can be checking you know, yep. different newspaper sites or whatever. Um, but maybe even in the morning and in the evening or sort of you know, mid-morning, afternoon, picking two times a day. And, uh, and I, I can see it's one of those ones where you go, that could be really hard to do, 
but you know it's going to be beneficial. Yeah, even as we're talking about it now, it's challenging me. Yeah. I'm looking at my phone. I've had a news alert come through. Yes. In, the middle, in the middle of recording this, I get a little alert pops mm. up. The Premier said something. Yes. And I now, there's that part of me that thinks, mm. I need to know. Mm. And, uh, and and there's probably part of you in your role that does need to know. It's, it's fine it's, for me to know in 20 minutes' time. That's right. Not, yeah. not right this minute. Yeah. So, um so yeah, maybe turn the maybe turn the news alerts off on mm. or or work out what you want to do with your notifications on your phone so that you don't have the just the real time yeah. intensity. So not uh, not a healthy behaviour. No, no. So a great suggestion, mm. a great rule to try and implement in our lives is to limit the intake of news. Excellent. I guess number seven is linked to number six. Number six is limit the intake of news, and then number seven is limit screen time and escapist behavior yeah. altogether. So that doesn't always mean news and um, looking through news feeds. Screen time and escapist behavior, you know, social media is classic for this. Yeah. Uh, you know, the phenomenon that we see across our culture and society now of just Netflix mm. binging yeah. and finding, finding a series and just, you know, disappearing into that world yeah. for days and watching, you know, six seasons of suits or, or whatever yeah. whatever it is um we, we can do that we can do this escapist behavior yes it's screen time and those sorts of things but mm. i think people people use different things to escape yeah you know we know some people use alcohol mm. or, or drugs or substances yeah. even sugar totally is a um you know it that's a that's a big one that people mm. don't necessarily focus on um or, or notice in mm. their lives but when there's stress and when there's yeah. pressure and um, we have this sense that we need to just wind down or escape. Yeah, I need this. Yeah, there, there's healthy ways to do that and then there's unhealthy ways to mm. do it. And escape, any, anytime it's an escapist kind mm. of approach, whether it's Netflix or whether it's alcohol or whether it's sugar or whether it's you know something else unhealthy, mm. it's, it's destructive by yeah. nature. And so limiting those things, they're not, they're not evil in moderation but i guess it's like self-medicating isn't yeah, it totally so we need to find ways to deal with our pain or mm. our stress or our um anxiety in healthy ways rather than in long-term self-destructive self-medicating kind yeah. of ways yeah if, if we want to grow and be better out of this then spending the next few months you know engaging in destructive behaviors is not going to make us better people yeah it's almost like like the, some of these like weekend behaviors and you know, weekends you might do some of those things a little more and because people aren't going to work the same it's almost like you can justify that somewhat yeah. you know and, and the stats have shown that there's been sharp increases in the buying of alcohol, uh, in porn use, in a whole lot of things that people, all of a sudden people are going, I'm home, I'm, you know, I, I need something to fuel me. Yeah. Um, or, to, or to numb me. I think, numb, I think yeah, that's, that's what it. happens. Like it's, it's that we're, we're so wired and we're so tired mm. and, uh, and that there's a pain associated with totally. that and an uncomfortableness. Yes. And all, all these things, whether mm. it's a, binging a series for three three days straight yeah. and um and being out of contact or you know a substance or, or whatever yeah. it is um it's it's a, it's trying to escape reality yeah. and the challenge for us is okay let's not try and unhealthily escape mm. reality but positively engage with yeah. the reality that's around us that's and that's where these other rules mm. actually um, yeah. help create that framework to, be able to do that because there, there is 
there is a grief around this. Like, yeah, this totally. is not the way we're built. And I think for us, like if we're escaping, what are we escaping? When you're dealing with grief, people know that to engage in escapist behaviors, you know, when you've lost someone to start drinking or doing other things, that's not a healthy way to deal with it. Mm. Uh, and this itself is also a grief. And I read N.T. Wright wrote the other day about, uh, about lament, actually about how, how God laments, but how we can actually lament in this and go, this is not, like this is not the way we were designed to live mm. and this is not a good thing. Um, but then I think in acknowledging that going, and so if I am like moderation of certain things is cool, but if I start to then just every night I'm finding I'm just Netflix constantly or more alcohol than I'd ever drink before or just sugary things, you know, like things I go, I know that I'm avoiding something here. Yeah. You know, we know that that is, that is an unhealthy way of dealing with things. Yeah. And if we can flip that, that desire and that mm. need and, and realize actually if we can flip it and see it as an invitation to pressing closer to yep. God and say, okay, I recognize it in ourselves and say, mm. okay, I, I can see this. There's, yeah. there's, a, there's a, an escapist tendency or mm. there's, I really want to just be numbed yes. right now. Then if we can see, okay, actually that's a negative thing, but there is an invitation in this to mm. actually let God meet that need. Totally. Then if we can do that in this time, then that can't but make mm. us a better person closer True. to Jesus and a better person, better Christian educator mm. uh, out the other side. Totally. Yeah. I, I think more time actually allows us more time with God. Yeah. You know, and it's not to say that if you've got more time every night instead of being on social media that we should be doing more and more exercise every night. Like good exercise is good, but then going, you know, what's the most important thing? Mm. And I'll, actually, I could have a bit more time with God today. Yeah. So that's good. The eighth rule of life here is prayer and fasting. And we know that, that prayer and fasting are, are essentials in our faith. Mm. Um, essentials, especially during a time right now of fear and anxiety. And obviously we want to, uh, we want to see God bring about healing. We want to see an end to, to this virus. Uh, we want to see people yeah, restored and set free. And we want to see God do something good in this. We also know that especially when you've got extra time and if we're avoiding escapist behaviors, that engaging in something that intentionally shapes us is a good thing to do. Not the easiest thing to do, mm. but certainly a good thing to do. Mm. Yeah. What I love about um, the idea of particularly fasting mm. at, a, at a time like this is that because of the state of the world, everything that's going on around us, people have clicked into survival mode. Yeah. And um, people are hunkering down and stocking up sitting on toilet paper yeah, and canned and, goods and and there's 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 and that that's all you know that's that's all fine mm. and and um and wise mm. um to be able to be prepared but that survival self-orientated self-preservation thing that kicks in in our mind if left unchecked is not necessarily a good thing mm. what that produces what i love about fasting or a discipline of fasting is it's by nature, it's denying self. Yeah. Um, it's des- it's denying my immediate desires mm. for a greater good. Yeah. And the very discipline of doing that is it shapes us. Yeah. And it helps me to take the focus off myself. Totally. And really, by combining it with prayer, is to take the focus of myself and put it onto God mm. and uh, and the world beyond myself yeah and allow him to meet our needs yeah you know? it's funny because like we're currently in like you know the season of lent 
which is you know leading up to Easter, where people would you know around the world will be giving up something. Yeah. Do you almost wonder if because everyone's had something taken away from them, it's almost like that that thought to fast from things is like, oh well, hang on, yeah, I'm already suffering. You know? I'm already suffering. I'm not going to self-impose any more suffering. Quite likely. Uh, I definitely think because we're out of routine mm. that, like never before, a lot of us are probably tempted to be focused on ourselves yeah. and self-preservation. Totally. Uh, which is, in a, in a longitudinal kind of way, can be problematic totally. for our mental well-being. Mm. Yeah, so prayer and fasting. Uh, maybe you might be able to set a regular time a week. Maybe yeah. there's a certain day that, that you could do this, um, whether it's with your team at school or with your family or friends from church, uh, but picking a day... Uh, you might fast the entire day, might fast a couple of meals, might fast the entire week. Uh, but but finding some regular times to go, no, I'm purposefully engaging in fasting and prayer. Mm. And you can't cheat and say I'm fasting social <laughs> gatherings of over, <laughs> over, two. <laughs> over two people right now. I'm not going to any parties. Yeah. Um, that doesn't count. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no cheating. Okay, number nine talks about online community through the week. So one of the other disciplines mm. that we talked about is just maintain, is maintaining relationship yeah. and connection. And that's on that individual basis. Like who are those individual people that I need to check in on call and be intentional about. But there's something about community. Yes. Um, all gathering together and coming together. And while we can't do it physically at the moment, finding ways to gather in our communities mm. online is a is really important Mm. so this week uh, with all our students at home doing remote learning we ran we still ran year meetings on wednesday i was in a year 10 year meeting with there were 120 people on the zoom call and obviously not everyone can contribute but that was really important Mm. to be able to just bring everyone together to see they all seemed enthusiastic they turned up which is which is amazing so that's at a student level and a school level. I think it's going to be really important for us in this season to work out how to maintain um, our community, mm. shape our culture, and uh, and maintain that as well as delivering curriculum, yeah. uh, which is what we're very focused on at the moment. But maintaining community and growing our culture mm. is going to be even more challenging but totally. more crucial in this time. For us, when we're looking at our rule of life for ourselves – I guess the challenge is what am I doing to maintain community in my own mm. world online? What are, what are, what are our teachers doing? Yeah. And uh, church churches have are, are great for that. Yep. Uh, whether it's in a small group, connect group, mm. whether it's a formal kind of group to be a part of, or just an informal gathering mm. of friends, you know, that uh, we're, we're going to get together just yep. on a zoom call yeah. once a week. Um, yeah. And whether it's like intentionally checking in on each other or reading through the Bible together yeah. Or, you know, doing like doing studies or there's a group of mainly 10 kids at school and they, we do a Bible study with them and they, on Wednesday we did a call. Yeah. And a lot of it was, they just wanted to ask us different questions about like spiritual growth and different things. But it was cool because they're all there and they're super keen and keen for that community. Yeah. Uh, the, the other day, that the year 12 year meeting, people were asked to bring their dog or their pet. Yeah, so bring, bring your pet. Bring dad. your pet. So there's all these like massive dogs and things. And, uh, but it was just like, you actually in year 12, you don't really do a show and tell like you do in junior school. So it was almost like this, like this way of bringing home to everyone yeah. that was actually really cool. Yeah. And so I think, yes, for our school and our community, mm. that's really important. 
and for us as individuals and teachers we have to work out how we're doing it in our yeah. own world as well so that we are being um, built into and have mm. an opportunity to build into other people again at this time totally it's really important so finally number 10 is about sabbath and online worship so even though for many people routine is out the window uh, or, or it may be soon, things aren't the same, but still maintaining some Sabbath routine. So whether it's a Saturday or Sunday or whatever you, day you do, but still having a day of worship and, uh, and gathering together with church, um, with your church community online to still worship. So that's such a, a key thing. I think with, with things sort of being a bit up in the air or every day looking the same for some people, having these sort of routines can go out the window, but having a day where we go, I'm actually devoting my time to God. I'm going to get off digital things as much as possible. Um, you know, it's a bit hard when church is online now, uh, but finding ways to go now, actually as a family or individually, I'm going to stop and actually have a day where I engage in worship uh, is, is super important, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, if there was a day in the week to intentionally just disconnect from social media mm-hmm. and news feeds and that kind of thing and have it have that rhythm of Sabbath, yeah, then this is a time to do that. Mm. What I love about a, a Sabbath rhythm is you see this in the Bible, kind of how we're wired as humans is to have a daily rhythm mm. and a weekly rhythm and yes. a yearly rhythm. And you see that with the seasons and... And um, that's that's how I think at our deepest level where we're wired, the way mm. God's created us. And yeah, for sure, this has thrown out our rhythm. Totally. And uh, many of us, even if it's not a formal Sabbath rhythm that we have with our Sunday, but there is a rhythm. We, mm. get, we get to church on a Sunday morning and we go to lunch as a family. Mm. And I, for us, we often spend, you know, Sunday afternoon, you know, out in the garden or yeah. outside. That, that rhythm, because we're, at home more or and the kids around more and it could be easy to easy to lose that totally i think it's really important that we we recognize that mm. and then reevaluate and say okay our week's looking different but how do i still prioritize sabbath yes rest and rhythm uh, and connection with god mm. family and others totally and find a positive way to do that mm. and i actually feel like last weekend i felt like my body was crying out for it you know i was like please just stop you yeah know, you actually need to and it's like the more you actually engage in that sabbath rhythm the more you go oh, i know how much i need this i know like i'm aware that my my body my whole person was designed actually to stop and disconnect but then connect with god and family and so that's so huge and then i think the other part there is online worship and the other day a student uh, asked me, how do we still do church? So how do you engage in that? And when church is online, and I know that for, for people this is different, but we were just discussing going to church with the same sort of spirit and attitude. So actually going, no, I'm going to, I'm going to take my notebook, I'm going to take my Bible, I'm going to put my phone away. Yeah. Um, I was even like, if you can, try and stand up and sing or sit down and sing, or, but engage with it. I know that for some of those kids, their families might not all do that with them. So that could be a pretty out there thing to do. Uh, but then I know of other families, you know, where parents might not normally go to church and all of a sudden they're joining in for church on a Sunday morning because it's right there on the TV. Mm. And so, which is incredible. So that's an amazing thing. But I think going with that same attitude, praying 
praying for your pastor and, and the leaders of your church and, and engaging in that and saying, oh, I'm not just a spectator at home. I'm just as much a part of this, which is so important. But keeping that up is, is essential. And if we're going to be growing closer to Jesus, being, becoming better people, we have to keep this up. Yeah. It's, it's good. It's so good. Mm. So so there we have it. We have in a time of chaos mm. and uncertainty yeah. out in the world, there are 10 ways that we or 10 disciplines mm. that we can put in place in our lives to help ensure that out the other side of this and through this whole yeah. circumstance that we are becoming better people, mm. uh, that we are getting closer to God yeah. and therefore going to be more effective, more loving, more Christ-like mm. ambassadors of the kingdom uh, through the situation yeah. and out the other side of it, which in everything we've talked about, about being Christian educators and being in this game, it comes back to the condition of our heart yeah. and uh, who, where we are before God. Mm. Uh, let's not see this as all problematic, but as let's see the opportunities that are in front of us right yeah. now. That's fantastic. Opportunity to grow. And we also pray that you'll be fully rested and experience the peace and grace of the Holy Spirit as you do this. There's no pressure to go about and do every single 10, you know, one of the 10 things that we just listed off. But we encourage you to take this and to develop something that fits with your life that will lead you closer to Jesus. Take care, everyone. See you soon. <laughs>